0: You are now listening to Straight Facts, only on Big Gold Belt Media, with your host, Celus. So here we are with our debut of episode one. It's SFC with Silly Sellers. I'm your boy, Silly Sellers, and, and I'm just elated to be here today due to the fact that we're trying to do something big with the BGB brand, I'm trying to expand out on what we need to do to incorporate more viewership and things to that nature. Um, you probably see me on our weekly episode, episodic podcast uh, with the BGB group as we talk about wrestling and news, reviews, interviews, but now we're trying to expand. Um, I'm still part of BGB, so once again, everything I'm doing here is a part of the BGB family. And we just welcome you on this Sunday where we're going to do some weekly episodic episodes on how we're going to try to talk about sports and bring that into the BGB brand. Um, so I'm your boy, Silly Seller. So once again, we're going to get started with a couple of things that we're going to do. Um, not new to this game, but new to showing this by myself um, as we're going to show together. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, just to let you know what this show is going to be about, we're going to talk about a lot of things sports. Maybe we'll talk about some betting, some upcoming weekly matchups, what's going on in the four major sports or even on college sports or high school sports. If you got something, we can share with it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started on this episode for today. All right. Now, first, let's talk about my origin story. So when I mean my origin story, so how did I become so many different fans of so many different teams And some of you probably seen on the BGB group where I said I'm a 49ers fan here, I love Cody Rose, or, you know, some of things of that nature, but where did I get my origin story? So um, I was born in the 80s. I won't reveal my total age here, but I was born in the 80s, and I really appreciated those sports teams in which I liked those uh, athletes that I really admired, I wanted to be like. So the four major athletes that I want to be like will represent my four major teams today, and I'll go into college in a little bit. But let's talk about pro sports first. In football, it was all about Jerry Rice. I remember watching the NFC Championship games and even early points in the season where Steve Young and Jerry Rice was that go-to matchup. And just the way he played the receiver position in football was something that was always very tremendous to me. Um, always had something where he had the greatest hands, and the route running was spectacular. And I remember from Super Bowl 29, I sit in front of my little TV in front of my room and that deep slant that Steve Young and Jerry Rice hit, you know, it's just nothing of beauty. So Jerry Rice was always my favorite player. And, and that's why the 49ers are my number one team. I, that's my go to team in which I, I love them to know And they they probably give me heart palpitations too much and why I sometimes stress out on Mondays if they lose or Tuesday if they lose. But that's my ride or die that I've ever been with um, in regards to who I love. Now, shifting to the Phoenix Suns, yes, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, and no, this is not a bandwagon instance, but I was an Orlando Magic fan at first because of Penny Hardaway. Uh, I love Penny Hardaway day in and day out of how he played the game, but when Penny came up and got traded to Phoenix, I was in a, a bind in 1999. I said, do I stay with Orlando or do I follow my favorite player? This is one rare instance where I decided to follow my favorite player, and I followed him to the Phoenix Suns. And when he went to the Phoenix Suns, you know, I started looking at the roster. I was like, man, Jason Kidd and Penny Hardaway at that time could probably be the greatest backcourt of all time. So I rode with it, and I loved the Phoenix Suns. But then I came to love Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion and all of those players, even before Steve Nash. And I'm a Steve Nash fan, of course, representing the Suns, but it was about those other players too. And when my Suns were struggling through the 2000s and things of that nature, it was like 11, 12 straight seasons mm-hmm. where we didn't make the playoffs, I rolled a die. But when it came to when they made the NBA Finals last season, I, I told me and my wife was that we going out to the finals. I'm not missing this to say, I mean, I'm not missing this at all. So we went out to the NBA Finals and I'll say going to the NBA Finals last year was one of my favorite points of, of life. Even though we won that game and lost the series, but just being at a, a major sports championship, which wasn't that bad of a price when we definitely saved some money, but it wasn't that bad in, in pricing. That was probably one of the most memorable things I've ever had in my life, and I will never take that away. And if we go back to the finals, I'm going to go again. Um, but, man, that was a, a joyous season just to have, um, just to go through that. Never thought my team would be in the NBA finals where I can go to it. Trying to get to a Super Bowl one year, but we'll see how that goes because, man, that's money. But, oh, that was just a great experience. Um, and I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan. So, number one seed going into the All-Star break, and we'll talk about the All-Star break and Saturday night in a second. But, man, this was the number one thing that I've ever experienced in in sports venues in my life, being at a championship game. Moving on to number three, the Cleveland Guardians, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. I was a huge, huge fan of this person, but this wasn't my favorite person of all time. Ken Griffey was my favorite player of all time when it comes to baseball. But when it comes to who I saw myself, that if I played baseball, I wanted to be just like them. I definitely wanted to be left handed just like them. It was Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton the way he played small ball if you refer that to, to baseball fans the way he played small ball it was just the fact that he you know would get on base had a high batting average and the way he stole bases and things of that nature very aggressive at the plate and going back to was at 2007 where literally that could have been the World Series for the Guardians slash Indians at that time where uh, the third base umpire slowed down Kenny Lofton where he was going to score in Boston and unfortunately lost that series and Man, 2017 hurt me as well when I thought we was going to win that World Series against the Cubs, but shout out to the Cubs for ending their streak. But, you know, the Cleveland Guardians are who I rock with the whole day. I still have Chief Wahoo hat this right here in front of me. You know, maybe one day that I can use that to put it in a Hall of Fame of things of that nature, of my personal Hall of Fame. I have a, if you see, you can't see it here, but on the side I have my sons, my 49ers, I have a retired Jerry Rice jersey, a retired Penny Hardaway jersey um, that we had. But, you know, that's something that I want to remember our Guardians with. Maybe I'll get another jersey at that time. Who would it be? I don't know, to put up there. And lastly, for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, Steve Yarsman. During the time in the late 90s, uh, the Detroit Red Wings could not be stopped. You know, Chris Chely-Hose, when Chelios came, came on from the Chicago Blackhawks, and Brett Hall came from the Blues at that time. That 98 team is probably the best team of all time. Um, Nicholas team off, um, I can go on for days. Mike Vernon, I can go on for days with. My Detroit Red Wings, you know, during those 90s and dominating. I'm still repping them to this day. I know they're not as good now, but they'll be back. Trust me. I trust Steve Eisman in the front office to take care of what he needs to do. That's my favorite player of all time. Sergei Fedorov to two best centers in the game when it came to to hockey. Um, And I'll just quickly go to uh, some college sports. Uh, North Carolina basketball was at Coda um, with the same representation of – he was the best point guard in, in North Carolina history, in my opinion. Um, Then I like Peter Warp and when it came to Florida State football. Um, So those were some of my origin stories that dealt with, you know, why I like my favorite teams today. Um, So once again, that's the origin story of why we're here, just to talk about why you see my favorite team. So if I ever reference any one of those favorite teams and talk about them throughout this weekly podcast, you'll see why. Um, So once again, this is all represented with BGP Group. So you can follow us on all the major social medias. You know, drop a follow on us with uh, Big O Belt. You know, on Twitter, you know, so definitely, definitely make sure you just help us and, and support us and doing the things that we got on that nature. All right. Next, let's go to the Super Bowl thoughts. Um, let's talk about my 49ers for a second. Um, it was an interesting season for the 49ers, starting three and five, winning uh, seven out of their last nine games, ending 10 and seven. Um, definitely was a wild card team. And even the team that they played that eventually won the Super Bowl, as you know, as the Rams. That game was crazy. We was down 17-0 to at first, came back and scored a field goal before a half, then ended up winning that game in overtime, which allowed us to get into the playoff ball from the berth. And if we lost that game, we was going to be out, and the Saints were going to begin. So it was just a very interesting turn. But from there, we beat Dallas, uh, beat Green Bay, but lost a tough one, tough one to the Rams. But let's talk about the Rams story. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the 49ers. Let's just talk about the Rams' journey as they got to the Super Bowl. Open around, they dominated the Cardinals on Monday night football, in which Matthew Stafford did his thing, and they, the whole defense shut down Kyler Murray. They got into a shootout in which they were dominating the Bucks at first, and then the Bucs tried to make the comeback, and then a good deep shot to Cooper Cup to go deep and win by a field goal in Tampa. And then, as I mentioned before, they beat the 49ers, and which the 49ers were up 17-7 in the fourth quarter, but ended up coming back to win 20-17 uh, to, end their, uh, to get themselves into the Super Bowl. And then the Bengals on their end. I uh, played a tough Raiders team in the first round, ended up getting sacked nine times going to Tennessee, thinking that if you get sacked nine times, how can you win that game? But ended up winning that game at Tennessee, who was his number one seed, and then making a huge comeback against Kansas City and being able to win in overtime on that way to make themselves into the Super Bowl. As I witnessed the Super Bowl, I know that it was a good it was a good game. It was a kind of slow to start off, but it was very conservative on both ends of coaching. Um I really thought that the Bengals went for it too early on fourth down, which they could have, you know, definitely try to punt and play the game because at that time they couldn't, the Rams couldn't get anything. So you may have had a field position game at first, but when it came down to it, I thought these teams were very close match um, to the fact that whoever had the best defense at the end was going to win. And that's when Aaron Donald stepped up to the game and took over. You saw some Rams make some defensive adjustments, which they powered on one side of the offensive line. Uh, in order to uh, try to dominate the game, and they did. But when it came down to, once again, on fourth down, actually, let's go back to second down that last drive. It was second and one at around the 50-yard line, and the Rams couldn't get one yard in three plays, and that's very frustrating. Ran for a pass for one time, ran for it on third down, and they tried to pass on fourth down. You got to think about the decisions that are made, but that game was very similar to how the 49ers lost the game. The 49ers had a time where it was fourth and one, I think, on the 45-yard line of the Rams. Why not give it to Debo Sammy? Debo Sammy did not touch the ball in the fourth quarter. So you just got to think about, are you playing too conservative or maybe too aggressive in some instances where you lose the opportunity for the game? Um, once again, this is something that is just very, you know, toggling that when you're so close like the 49ers or so the Bengals, it does haunt you for a while. I know when it came to the, the year that Cat lost the Super Bowl, he didn't lose it, right? But when the 49ers lost the Super Bowls to the Ravens and that fade, that he threw the Michael Crabtree Was it holding? Could they have done a, a read option for cap beginning because it was working the whole fourth quarter? Uh, when it came to the to the Chiefs, could they play the different defense when you're so close to winning up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter? Um, it hurts. It really hurts. So I feel for the Bengals fans and trying to understand, like, this is their opportunity to win their first Super Bowl and they were at the clutches but did not get a chance to win. Um, so it's just very interesting that we – had these moments but shout out to the rams aaron donald getting his first super bowl sean McVay getting his and they want to all run it back now but it's going to be an interesting offseason that's the great thing about the nfl you never know who is going to shine or who's going to spotlight or do what they need to do to make sure they get their moment in history Uh, who's going to get that david tyree moment when you have the helmet catch on the back of the head or who's going to have that plaxico burst moment when you have that fade in the end zone to win the game against the undefeated team. Who's going to have the team where it would touch grabs to, to beat the Cardinals at the moment? I'm sorry if I'm bringing back terrible moments to some favorite teams, but, you know, what are you going to do to have those moments? You know, it's going to be very interesting. So, once again, um, congrats to the Rams. Um, I, I really think the Super Bowl was not the greatest, but at the same time, um, it was an element where, you know, it was the Super Bowl. It was it was cool, but it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't really highly entertaining. Even the commercials weren't that good. But I'll tell you about a couple, couple of commercials I was excited in seeing. Um, one was that video game adaptation where Peyton Manning and everybody was coming out in the young kids' home and they messed up the house and things of that nature because of the Super Bowl runs. Uh, I mean, the video game atmosphere. I thought that was very creative, but it was about the movies for me. Uh, nope starting, you know, starting with uh, uh Kiki Palmer and, and, and Jordan Peel having this aspect on it. Uh I think that's gonna be a fantastic movie. The last couple of horror themed movies that Jordan Peel came out, I think they were fantastic. Um so I'm looking forward to Nope when it comes out. Of course, we didn't get a chance to see what was going in that trailer, but hey, it was a good trailer. And then also uh Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. We saw the the trailer or the teaser that came after that in the Spider-Man, well, what is it going to look like when we're trying to put this thing together for the real trailer? how this going to fall out in the movies? I think this movie might be rumored to be three hours long. I'm excited about it. That comes out in May. Nope, comes out in July. So we'll see what goes on. So that's my little teaser about what's going on with the Super Bowl thoughts. Um, not much to really say else wise. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it comes from next year. We'll definitely talk about off season as we get to the future months and my reflection or draft predictions and things of that nature um but let's move on big gold belt media is your golden standard for all of your media needs visit biggoldbelt.com for pro wrestling info movies comics and even more digital content on all of your social medias follow us at big gold belt all across the board listen to this show and more on your soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts And just to let you know, when we had these moments, we're probably going to use this every every week, about 30 minutes or so. So it's nothing that's going to be too much of taking much of your pile away of as a full hour. Because, you know, as a single person show, you don't want to overwhelm everybody. And we'll have guests and things of that nature. We're starting off with audio first. Then we'll move to going to live as far as, you know, Twitter and things of that nature. I'll have some feedbacks and banners and things of that nature. I have guests on to talk about different things. Um, but we're only starting for about 30 minutes on this first show. Maybe not even that. Just to give you a teaser of what we're trying to do um, on this opening episode. But Let's talk about NBA All-Star Saturday night. As I'm recording, this is on the 20th of February, and last night was NBA All-Star Saturday night. And let's talk about the Skills Challenge. I think the Skills Challenge was actually my most entertaining aspect of the night. They changed the format from year to year where now it's a team-oriented thing. So we got some team shooting. We have a passing drill relay, and then you have a relay going through the court, and it's a point value for you if you win. And shout-out to Cleveland Cavaliers on when showing up. They made it really entertaining on the team shooting. That boy, Darius Garland, can shoot. Now, if remember when Darius Garland came out, shout-out to him making his first All-Star game. It was a situation where people were saying, is he going to be good coming off a torn ACL in college, seeing how he was, and when he can flat-out shoot. I mean, he was shooting. And then Evan, Mo, Evan Mobley was locked in. I got a chance to see him at Mount Verde High School, um, where it was about three years ago, I think, um, in January. I got a chance to see him. He was part of a high school showcase. Kate Cunningham was there when I got a chance to see him live. Evan Mobley was playing with his brother. Evan Mobley was a junior at the time, um, and you saw the raw potential that he had. And and they lost to Mount Verde, but Mount Verde was a great team. Uh, Precious Kiwa, if I'm pronouncing his name right, was there. He was probably the the face of the team, but it was all about Kate Cunningham and them all coming up from Mount Verde. Mount Verde is a fantastic facility. Shout out to my boy, Matt, who allowed me to come down with him to, to see not only the male, but the female representation of Mount Verde High School. Some great, great basketball. Seeing some future NBA stars during that time. Um, and once again, shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers on the team shooting. Even on the passing drill, they were so fluid on the passing drill, but the rookies you know, were, were fluid there. Where you had uh the three rookies there. Um, gimme for for not on the name. Let me let me take a second to get the rookies name, but I gotta give them their shout out. I know where they're from, but I just gotta get their name. Of course, Kate Cunningham was one. All right, let me get the names. You know my boys from Oklahoma City. This is the thing about when you when you're live. Um, when you're live here on audio, you get a chance to sneak the computer. once. like, "Yes, Scotty Barnes from Florida State, Josh Giddy from Australia, and Kate Cunningham." You know, of course, uh, I think he's from Oklahoma State. I think he's Oklahoma State Cowboy. But getting those three, they were very fluid on the passing challenge with really that pass through the drills. It was like he was at a at Dave and Buster's passing the chest passes through the targets for points. It was very fun. And then, of course, the, the relay race where they had to get a chance to weave through some some statues, the windmill that was there. You had to shoot over the windmill, uh, make the floater, the chest pass. That was very entertaining. And to me, when it comes to skills, that's a really aspect of skills, of shooting, passing, dribbling, things that come with basketball. And it was very well done. So shout out to the rookies for winning that. And Isaac Kupo's, um very good moment where brothers can work together to try to show how they can work together to show their skills challenge. But, boy, they cannot shoot to save their lives. But shot it up when they played my sons and could not stop it, you know. So I'll digress, you know, going back to that moment there. But shout out to all three of those. That was probably the most entertaining aspect of the night. Then we moved on um, to <laughs> Steph Curry and Aisha Curry against um, uh, what you call two chains and his wife, his partner. That was just a filler getting those trying to set up that they was drinking Gatorade as a drinking game to see how well you know your partner. Uh, I didn't get a chance to do that when I was married, but I would love to do that now to see me and my wife after seven years still know each other the way we do. But it was just a filler. Um, it could have been avoided. Think about wwes that was like a comedic segment to be a filler. Get it out. Um, then once it had a three-point shootout, I thought Luke Kennard was going to win. Um, he came in the final. But boy, Cat! oh, Cat was just a shooter. I mean, just a set shot shorty if you were from the gym, from where we're from in the DMV. Set shot shorty that he just kept on making, making and making. But shout out to him. He said he wanted to be the best big shooting uh, shooting big man of all time. And he got that title because now he's your reigning three-point champion. Um and then on top of that too, he had a great, great little impromptu concert where he had um he had my boy oh, I can't even think of his name. I'm forgetting names all of a sudden. I do this for Hassan. Um, he had his performance and I'll give his name in a second where he had um Mary J Blige there, Little Wayne Ludacris came in. Um Lord have mercy. Why am I forgetting names today? Forgive me, trash me if you need to. Um, and the All-Star Concert. Coming up with a mix TV, I can see his face. Um he said, uh, what is his name? DJ Khaled, Lord have mercy, DJ Khaled, Uh got a chance to perform and brought out some stars to, to be with him. You know, some great moments of him, you know, being on there. So once again, he had a nice little concert, but then the dunk contest. The dunk contest. Yeah. um, It's only good if you can make it on your first attempt or have that wild wow factor to get people up and out their seats. Shout out to Cole Anthony, which he was representing New York having the Tims on, trying dunking Tims and that was probably my most impressive dunk of all night. Um, the hardest dunk, of course, which Obi Todd won it, which hitting off the backboard and then, then slam it in one, in one motion but By the time you did that, the whole crowd was dead. So many missed opportunities, so many missed dunks. You know. Sometimes you just got to start out with flushes to get people to warm up. Don't put your money shot already there in the beginning. Um, It has to be better. This is why the dunk contest went away for a couple of years before Vince Carter came back because they felt like they did everything. Um, I think the thing with the dunk contest is get people that are not only rising stars but superstars already get john Moran in there um just by him being in there is going to elevate to no heights um just get people that you know are going to find superstars that can bring entertainment value that's going to finish these dumps if not you're going to waste opportunity for all star saturday night that doesn't need to switch from being um doesn't need to switch from being the last or the main event no it doesn't but it just has to be make sure something you get somebody that's going to be future for that main event that's going to want to do something. I'm good. We're bringing Obi Toppin back. He's a champion. I'm good. We're bringing Cole Anthony back. But let's bring John Moran in. Let's bring some people that's going to bring some fire to that. Um, LeBron, would you want to do it? You never did it, you know. Would you want to do it? I know you're getting old now, but let's bring some people or let's bring some people from the street from the G League or something that they do these dunk contests all the time. Can you dunk versus the NBA star? Maybe have a team aspect, street players versus NBA players. You got these people at Rocker Park and things of that nature. Give them a contract to see if they can come up to NBA All-Star Saturday night, see if they can be dunked better than the pros. Let's see. Um, I remember, you know, growing up, it was the N1 Challenge, right? N1 Ballers would go ahead and get people off the street. That's how they got the professor. So let's, let's bring some people that's on the street. Bring them to All-Star Saturday night. Let's see what they can do. Nobody knows them. They can't lose. So are they better than NBA players? So let's bring some, some atmosphere to that. Um, and then lastly, the All-Star game today. Oh, That was a big banner. Let me, let me fix my banner. Um, let me hide that for a second because the banner was, scroll across the bottom. There we go. Let's show it now. See, I'm practicing still that if I was showing this video that is it's there. Um, NBA All-Star game, there we go. It's there now. So the NBA All-Star Game, um, one of the things that's really saved this NBA All-Star Game is the Elam Rule. And shout out to the tournament. Let me say something about the tournament. The tournament was the first basketball aspect that brought basketball live back to TV before the bubble due to COVID pandemic. And when I tell you the tournament has always been good by having this Elam Rule, because you have to go to a target point, that really changed the concept of how the NBA All-Star Game was played. And that Elam Rule was so effective. Because people are trying to get to that target score. And if you saw for NBA Friday night, to which I didn't reference, NBA Friday night, they had that aspect, too, a little bit where they had that target score. I kind of thought it was a little bit mixed with the big three, but it was still very fantastic of how to try to bring that in as an element to show you to be successful in the All-Star game. These guys were competitive. Um, shout out to Monty Williams, uh, PG, uh, PG Boy and Bread, where I'm from, PG County. Uh, shout out to uh, Devin Booker making his second. I think it's Chris Paul making his 13. I'm worried about that hand, though. I think he might be out for at least a month if I was saying that. So I expect him to be out a month with that hand. Don't expect him to be back to close to the playoff season when he gets himself in shape again. But that's why you got campaign, hoping he come off injury. Uh, Peyton, that's going to be there for Peyton. And then also Aaron Holiday. The Suns are going to be fine. Uh, will they get the number one seed? Maybe maybe not, but they're going to be fine to try to win without him. Um, but Chris Paul, get your rest. We need you for that playoff run. Um, And he hasn't taken a game off all year, so this will be the first game that he misses. If he he misses this, he may not miss any time. But when thinking about, you know, that Elam rule, that changed the concept of how the All-Star game is played. And you want it to be competitive. Yeah, have your show off and highlights and things of that nature. But when it's time to win, let's get down to boogie in time to win. It's like street ball all over again or playing pickup in your neighborhood gym. Um, So, once again, I'm looking forward to it. I think Earth, Wind & Fire is going to be performing at halftime. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Yeah, I am semi young, but I'm looking forward to those old oldies with goodies when it comes to earth and fire to see how they do. Um, And and right now, I know we're like in a lull uh, of sports. But when you think about the All-Star game, the Super Bowl and all that come in February and March madness comes right in uh, in March. This is a time where basketball gets pretty interesting throughout the year. Um, I know we're looking at football offseason that time, too. Um, But once again, this is where we are in regards to the all-star game and all-star Saturday night and my thoughts on the Super Bowl and my origin story. So as we come back on, on future weeks, I'll definitely let you know as we're continuing to move forward. Um, thank you for joining me. Once again, we're at 25 minutes right now. We're just going to stick to the time, maybe 30 minutes or less on, on this Sunday show. So if you have some quick episodes that you want to run after you, um, go to church or things of that nature, take time to enjoy that. But once again, I'm just a straight facts with silly sellers and I'm your host silly sellers. Um, Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking a listen. It's going to get better. We're going to get um, more more guests that come in. But once again, this is my time just to give you my thoughts on what we want to do about sports in affiliation with Big Gold Belt. So once again, with the Big Gold Belt, that's something that we go every Thursday and we talk about wrestling, things of that nature. Make sure you check us out. Um, it's something that we love to do. Um, let me uh, check on one thing first before we get out of here. Time to my account so I can make sure I can give you. The good things to follow, but once again, shout out to once again shout out to everybody that is playing in the All Star game that's here today. There we go, I got it now. Sorry for the delay. I know you want to keep talking, and... but once again, Big Gold Belt crew is what we're trying to do, and if you follow us at Big Go Belt on Twitter. We're also on Twitch, Instagram, things of that nature. Um, check us out. Check us out. That you know We're huge in this atmosphere trying to do what we need to do for wrestling and sports. And we're just trying to expand. So shout out to our leader, Two Chains. I'm one of the original founders, of course. But this is what we're trying to do to help us bridge together what we're trying to do for um, this show. So once again, you guys take care. Hope to talk to you soon. And this is Silly Sellers. Signing